Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest and greatest in human capital and business topics. I'm Greg Goff, Chief Technology Officer here at Alight, and today I'm going to be leading a conversation on how you can better engage your people in work and life to drive better outcomes for them and for your business. Your HR team has a more strategic responsibility to deliver value to you and your employees and business success than ever before. We'll discuss some perspectives on that, including tools, technology, programs to help you and your teams be successful. First, I'd like my other two colleagues to introduce themselves. Michael? Thanks, Greg. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Kraft. I lead the consumer products team here at Alight, which means I lead the evolution of our web, mobile, personalization capabilities, as well as our enterprise design team. Kelly? Hi, I'm Kelly Evanson. I look after workplace, so I am the technology support that goes along with that employee or colleague experience. So anything that touches a colleague is something that I'm very interested in. And of course, we drink our own champagne. So we utilize a light work life and can't wait to tell you a little bit more about it. I'd like to remind you throughout today's webcast, you can ask any of us questions in um, the chat, the Q&A box. It's in the right-hand side of the console. And as we have time, we'll come back to those at the end of the session. So thank you very much. Thanks, Kelly. To get started, let me set a little bit of context for this discussion. In spite of unprecedented global wealth creation and relatively low unemployment rates over the past decade, even despite the pandemic over the last 18 months, many employees are struggling right now. They're struggling to meet the demands of work and their family. They're worried about rising costs and healthcare or worried that their job might become obsolete. That combined with the lingering impact of the pandemic has left employees worldwide really struggling with their physical, mental, and financial well-being. There are a lot of different stats that show this. I'm sure you see this in your organization, but I'll highlight just a few. You know, 40% of Americans can't cover a $400 emergency expense. 60% can't retire at the age that they want. And over half of your employees have regretted a healthcare decision. These statistics are pretty amazing when looked at this way um, and really highlight, I think, the, the core of the challenge. Yeah, well said, Greg. Those, those stats are staggering um, because there's an impact to organizations' bottom line as they continually strive for greater productivity and improved margins, that requires an engaged workforce that is physically and mentally healthy. Um, studies show that an engaged workforce really does make a difference. Engaged workers are almost 20% more productive than those who are not engaged. And revenue per employee on average is nearly three times higher for companies that invest in the employee experience, which in turn drives engagement as per a recent Harvard Business Review study. Even more jarring than that is this current war for skilled talent that many of you may be feeling the effects of right now. Um, and your growth may be dependent on filling roles in critical areas that are hard to fill. Um, the stats here are pretty staggering as well. The global talent shortage is predicted to reach 85 million workers by 2030, which potentially could lead to over $8 trillion in lost revenue. And we talk with clients daily facing these challenges and frankly, we're seeing these ourselves. We've noticed that in 2021, it's taking us on average about twice as long to fill open roles. And when we fill them, they're at inflated rates compared to what we saw in 2020. So leaders need to really take a thoughtful approach if they want to differentiate themselves as employers beyond just compensation to attract and retain talent. 
Now, any MBA can tell you that Milton Friedman, about Milton Friedman and, and maximizing value to shareholders, um, we strongly believe that over the next decade, success will increasingly be measured by how companies treat their people. And here at Alight, we're waking up every day, uh, finding ways for companies to help their people make the most of their benefits and pay, which means supporting employees in two of the most critical areas of their lives, their health and their financial well-being. And it all starts with employee engagement. We know organizations are trying mightily to, to work through this. And my tenure here at Alite, um, I've worked on many of our client accounts, and I'm also a, a technology sponsor for about a dozen clients. And there's so many different programs and efforts and niche solutions that clients are looking to address specific problems, which all leads into a confusion layer of anywhere from 20 to 150 different applications wrapped around benefit programs. So if you think about the average Fortune 500 company, to have between 50 and 150 different applications just to service the items that Michael mentioned, it's no wonder that people are confused, overwhelmed, and companies aren't able to capitalize on the investments that they're making in their people. Right, that's spot on, Kelly. I can add that it's, it's not just that there are disparate experiences and a disconnected ecosystem. The issue is that many employers, they're spending the money and providing great benefits, but employees aren't really aware about those benefits at the time that they need the benefits. So those benefits are driving costs to the business without having that intended benefit to the employees that the employers are trying to, to get. Um, our clients have told us that they're consistently hearing from their employees gosh, I wish someone had told me about this great benefit that we have. But the fact is, it might not have been relevant to them before they, for example, had kids or when they joined the company five years ago. Um, and companies sending out sort of these blast company-wide emails announcing a great new benefit, or worse, an email that lists out a bunch of benefits at the same time are, are likely going to get overlooked or deleted if they aren't relevant to that employee at the exact time that he or she sees that message. So I'll reiterate my point from before, that companies are continuing to invest in these richer programs and benefits to help their people, which is great and we strongly encourage that, but connecting them at the right time with the right message in the right channel. So whether it's email or push notification, you know, that is gonna make sense for those employees is really how you improve outcomes for employees and for companies. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, to your point, Michael, we, we know that and we strongly believe one of the keys to, to succeeding here is that that aspect of personalization, getting what matters to somebody to them at the exact moment that it matters to them. And that's what makes it relevant to somebody. I mean, that's what makes it relevant to me in my own life is, you know, I might hear a hundred things, but I'm listening more attentively when I get told the thing that I need to hear in that moment. So how do you do that? You know, personalization is not a new concept. We experience this in our everyday lives you know, commonly through, you know, Google and Amazon and, and Apple all personalized for years. What's changing is the expectation from employees who are also consumers that their work life is similar in nature to that sort of outside of work life. And, and those expectations are changing very quickly and pretty dramatically. So as an employee, we want a connected sort of ecosystem and, and platform with everything in a, in a single place. That single kind of voice that connects them through, as Michael said, the, you know, whether it be email or their website, or if they need to call and talk to somebody, that needs to be a cohesive 
experience. And they're becoming more comfortable with, with companies using their data in that way to help them out through that experience. So, you know, how do, how do organizations offer this experience? First, it starts with understanding and, and knowing that data. And there's certainly no shortage of data that exists in companies. We all have massive amounts of data. The question is how to use that. And so I see kind of three key ways um, or steps in order to tackle this, this problem. First is you've got to integrate that data together in order to get a single view of what I look like or what you look like. You know, most of this data exists in pockets. Linking it together is really challenging. Um, and while there are a lot of technologies available to help with this problem, it also requires a deep understanding of the data and a deep understanding of the problem that you're trying to solve. The second piece of that is, you know, what, what type of AI and algorithms need to be used to personalize that experience? Again, this is like an entire field um, into itself, and it's becoming more well understood, but is still pretty nascent in this context of helping with health and financial decisions. And so, you know, using the right AI um, and meeting that data is kind of the second key to it. And then the third piece, which is arguably the most important is, how do I then, if I have the right message to tell somebody, how do I get it to them when they need it? And it's really based on individual preferences, the language that they need it written in to make it impactful to them. Because the, the best analytic in the world will fail if the person doesn't act on that insight. And so that, that means you know, getting to someone where they are in the way that they prefer to be interacted with. At Alight, we have a lot of this domain expertise you know, as, as Kelly said, we work with many clients on this exact topic and have the ability to bring together, you know, data from 30 million plus employees, dozens of hundreds of data sets, um, and, and all these interactions that people have, hundreds of millions of interactions each year with our technology in order to help drive then that sort of personalization and help organizations create those great experiences for their employees and help you drive better outcomes for your business. I like that. Uh, maybe the easiest way to explain it is to share a couple real life examples. So maybe let's start with Jose. Um, and Jose has a chronic condition, diabetes. And diabetes is a pretty common challenge that we see across many employees and employers that we serve um, and a massive driver of costs, both for employees and employers. Um, in fact, uh, CDC states that about 90% of U.S. healthcare spend goes towards serving people with chronic and mental health conditions. So we've been able to get Jose enrolled in the best plan for him um, already based on our decision engine's ability to recommend a plan that optimizes for cost and care quality um, based on Jose's data and other historical data. And however, where we really can help him and add value for employers is to help him make better choices throughout the year. So going back to Jose, Jose is having a tough year. The effects of his diabetes are getting worse, um, but he, he frankly spends more time uh, being worried about losing his job than, than taking care of his health. Based on the data that we have about Jose, combined with our experience with hundreds of thousands of employees with his condition and who look like him, uh, we know that he's at risk, but he hasn't, he hasn't enrolled in his company's diabetes management program he hasn't talked to his free company-sponsored personal health professional, hasn't contributed enough to his HSA. So somebody like Jose is more likely to spend more money out of pocket and his condition is likely to worsen, which can mean some pretty serious health 
consequences and of course, you know, missed time at work and, and so forth. So fortunately, Jose has recently downloaded the Alight Work Life mobile app so that he could check his pay on the go. Days later, he sees a push notification on his phone on a day when he isn't feeling great. Notification tells him about a personal health professional, Carla, who's available to help with any questions that he has about how to take advantage of his benefits and find the right doctor. So he goes ahead and connects with Carla, who's a health pro, um, who helps Jose find the right specialist to evaluate his treatment options and gets him enrolled in some discount programs to manage his medical costs. You know, we, we could have told a similar story that he had received a notification targeted to him about his company's Livongo benefit, in which he enrolls and helps him better manage his diabetes and improve his diet and lifestyle habits, all based on, on personalization. So either way, the outcome is that hopefully Jose is, is healthier with fewer trips to urgent care. You know, his employer starts to notice that he's more on time, more engaged and performing better, you know, which is positive for, for everybody involved. Before I go on to another similar story of how Alight can bring employer-sponsored benefits to light, I, I just want to highlight that, unfortunately for employers, the rules aren't fair or the same as they are in the consumer industry. And so we have to constantly walk the line between the personalization that will bring that value versus feeling creepy. And when I introduced myself, I mentioned that I look after workplace and the things that the enterprise is held accountable for when it comes to security and privacy and employment law and things like that are, are vastly different than what I can do just out in the, the individual experience. But nonetheless, as Greg mentioned earlier, employees are also consumers. Employees are people. So how do we tailor those experiences to them to mimic as much as we can of a personal life interaction with Amazon or what have you to employer-sponsored plans to drive the outcomes employers are looking for, especially given the vast amount of investments that they are making. So let's take another example, Ellen. Ellen is a single mom. She's juggling work and life. She's in her 50s. She doesn't really contribute as much to her health savings account as she should, but great news for Ellen. She just got a raise. So we are going to send her an email to encourage her to increase her contribution to the HSA. Email may not sound like much, but behind the scenes, here are the things that a light work life factored in for Ellen. We know that she's in her 50s. She knows she, that she just got a raise. So the timeliness that we've been mentioning throughout these stories is right on target. So she has the raise, her HSA balance is low. So she is, we're targeting that personalization. She's getting an email because we know that that's the way that she prefers to be communicated with. Historically, she will respond to emails as opposed to other channels in a push notification or a text message or, or a thing like that. And we also know at the time of day when Ellen is most likely to respond or read an email. So we send it between 3 and 5 p.m., which is in that golden time frame of when Ellen is most likely to read and take action. So this gives us confidence that she will indeed do something with this information. Hooray, she got a raise. Hey, did you know that your HSA contribution could use a little attention at this point? And we're going to serve up the mechanism for her to act on those um, decisions. So really what we're, we're looking to incorporate in is some behavioral science as well to make these moments that matter at the right time and also dispel the thought that 
something catastrophic couldn't happen to me. So she is able to, to click a box, increase her contribution, and it's all quick and easy in the mechanism that she is most likely to interact with, feel comfortable with, and therefore achieve the objective. Thanks, Kelly and Michael. I, I think those examples really help kind of bring to life how it feels from, a, from the employee's perspective. Um, and, and certainly, you know, helping those employees in those moments is critical to keeping them engaged and productive. But we also know that your work doesn't stop just with that, right? Um, you know, your teams are absolutely critical to driving business success and delivering value and, you know, bottom line results. So our clients consistently tell us that they're, they're trying to access information, strategize, and, and really kind of optimize across four key areas of the business. First, employee satisfaction. That's a big deal, particularly as Michael mentioned in this war for talent, how do we help you know, our employees in that experience that they have? Second, costs. And that explosion of offering benefits amplified by the war for talent, costs matter because you know, typically in an organization, benefits costs are one of the highest expense items. And so that has to be managed you know, very actively. You know, third, productivity. You know, as Michael said, more engaged workers are much more productive workers. And that's, you know, obviously trying to optimize that. And then the last being risk, right? And, you know, in the world of HR, there's always risk elements that, that have to be managed. And, you know, optimizing each category on its own results is, is only done through sorting through immense amounts of information. Um, and that's a challenge. We know that's a challenge for you in, in your roles. Exactly. And just to kind of build on more of what you're saying, we, we've talked a lot about um, the individual employees experiences, but HR colleagues are employees too, and they're just as busy. So to look after their own health, much less to, to pour through the dashboards and perhaps um, different metrics across those many different disparate systems that we talked about, it's overwhelming. So we're really looking at how we can provide more data-driven decision-making and point-in-time information about not only your workforce, but similar industries that um, you may be competing with. So let's take an example. Perhaps you've noticed that your engineering team attrition rate is high, but is that just because it's a hot skill? How do you compare to other similar employers? but a light sends you an alert that your attrition is actually 30% higher than engineering of companies of your peers. So not only are we delivering information that is relevant to your company, but also benchmarking across other industries like your own. Something else we can also offer is, it looks like a possible driver is that your team members are only taking 50% of their PTO paid time off. So potentially that could indicate some degree of burnout that there's something you can do about that. There's something as an HR professional you can take control over. For example, you could send a PTO reminder, email or mobile push notification with your own timeframe to be able to try and address some of those pieces. We're really trying to, to wrap support around the humanistic view, not just um, transactional dry data of, hey, you have X number of Y pieces, but what does it really mean and what can you do about it? Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about the analytics, the insights and recommendations to make your job easier. 
But we also talk to a, a lot of leaders that need and want the ability to access and manage that information on their own. And, and that means sometimes doing their own research um, and their own analysis. You know, you might be looking for things ranging from data transparency to call recordings. What are your folks saying to, you know, cases that, that are open to see what's important to them. Um, and based on that, you can take action yourself, you know, changing, changing campaigns or launching specific campaigns, tailoring the, the text messages, et cetera. And so while we, we've talked a lot about how companies can leverage AI and data to power personalized recommendations for, for their people, but pulling the right data into that ecosystem, regardless of where it comes from, which provider, your internal sources, et cetera, um, needs to be simple. So Michael, why don't you uh, touch on that for just a minute on how that process works? Sure, thanks, Craig. Uh, we are investing a lot in helping companies and their people make smarter decisions within our applications but a big part of being able to do so hinges on, on our ability and, and, and hence companies' ability to build trust with users and become that go-to application for all or many of their online HR needs. That's achieved by consistently providing helpful content, but also simply by consolidating as much of their disparate HR data as possible into one place so they stop having to visit multiple applications to check balances and process simple transactions or even you know, understand all the HR to-dos that they have that sort of mount up easily across different systems. So in order to create this type of experience, an application needs to pull in data from many different places, including from third parties. Um, tech forward organizations have really, you know, moved off of building custom third-party integrations in favor of more standardized integrations that can easily be turned on for clients. And, and I'll say that a light is no different to support companies' ability to connect any data to their applications and ecosystems, we have a developer portal where our clients' tech teams and third-party tech teams can, can access and review any sort of technical documentation and easily turn on any necessary data sources or APIs. This integration capability combined with the configurability of our web and mobile channels gives clients the flexibility to build what would feel like fairly custom experiences for them as a company, but also do that in a much more you know, scalable and fast way. Um, and we're continuing to invest heavily in this area over the coming years, for example, in terms of the number of third-party partners with standard integrations, and of course, data security. Uh, lastly, I'd be sort of remiss if I didn't mention that our integration ecosystem works in the other way as well. Our clients need us to port data to render in other client channels like their employee intranet or third-party applications. We can easily do that as well. So overall takeaway, um, it's really important to have standardized integration processes and setup because that will drive speed of innovation, lower cost and less custom work. Yeah, so, you know, look, in, in, in summary, um, we understand that this is a challenging time. The issues you face are, are complex, uh, diverse, immense and changing rapidly um, and ignoring them is not an option, uh, but there are partners out there to help. So maybe a simple way to kind of break that down into what, what to look for in that. First, you know, find someone that does the, the basics well, um, services the day-to-day, -day, sets up plans, takes care of your employees on a day-to-day -day basis. And I can say if, if that isn't taken care of, it's very difficult to engage them in anything else. And, and that's hard. Just the day-to-day -day operations is, is difficult. Second, can that partner simplify the ecosystem for your employees? Across the, the breadth of all the areas, the aggregation of data, 
um, in that just complex ecosystem of, of HR and benefit type systems that you run. Um, third, on the employee side, engaging your employees at those moments that matter, that's really what drives behavior change more than anything else. And so that's a critical linchpin. How, how does that work? How, how effective is that? That's absolutely Im imperative when you think about how to get value from, from your benefits. And then fourth, there's a, an equal sort of or analogous thing to that on the employer side, giving your own leaders the tools and analytics and insights to make business decisions. You have to make decisions every day on behalf of your entire workforce and giving you know, better data and more insight to help you and your leaders make those decisions is absolutely critical. And then lastly, I'd say just look for flexibility. You know, the businesses continue to shift. If we've learned anything over the last 18 months is that, you know, we don't know when something's going to take a left turn and change from what we thought. And so that idea of being flexible and, and quick to change is really absolutely critical. At Alight, we think there's an incredible opportunity for HR leaders to, to better use their own data, to increase engagement and alleviate kind of some of those stresses and pressures you face in your day-to-day -day job. Um, and, and we're here to help. We're here to help you create that um, environment where you and all of your employees feel great, feel positive, and thrive. So thanks, Kelly and Michael, for joining us and sharing your insights. Uh, if, you, if you're watching and want to learn more about a light work life, feel free to reach out to me, Kelly, or Michael, or check the resources linked the right side of the console. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us. We'll be back again soon to shine a light on the latest business and human capital topics. See you next month.